Hello, 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 all you lovely traumatized humans. My cat is scratching. He's got the cat scratch fever. Just kidding. He uh, has fleas. So I'm going to get him a flea bath. That's what we're doing over here in sunny Dana Point, California. And um, I would like to tell you about the guy who told me that I am an outdoor cat. Um, is it surprising that I, I started this talking about my cat? No, because I talk about him all the time. But uh, this was a funny thing that happened a while back. It was a while ago. This was like the summer of COVID, which seems like yesterday, but oddly enough, it wasn't. I went on a date with this guy who, um, told me you are an outdoor cat. We were on a hike walking side by side down a thin trail that I used to run on almost daily until I moved to my tiny cave-like studio. I loved those trails. I loved that they were relatively empty. The only people I ever saw were this like old couple in the mornings. They would always wave to me, but they never said anything, which made me love them. <laughs> like, don't talk to me. You know what I mean? Um, I knew where every rock was, where every twist and turn and incremental change in elevation. There was a small lake at the bottom of the trail. And it was just really idyllic. I just loved it. And I was like, it was a perfect place for a first date, right? But then he said, you are an outdoor cat. And I said, what do you mean? Sometimes you know the answer to a question, but ask it anyway. I do this with people I'm trying to sell something to because it shows that I'm actively listening and that I care about whatever they're saying. I do this with men sometimes too, because it makes them feel important and needed and smart. And who doesn't like to feel that way? So I asked him what he meant. And he said, you just don't seem domestic. There are girls who are indoor cats. And here he pointed at the ground emph emphatically as if indoor cats were all to his left and girls who are outdoor cats. He pointed down at the ground in the other direction, his arm strong and sure. For a moment, I almost believed him. His monologue was like past the point of stopping. I just let him go. Indoor cats like to be comfortable and stay home a lot, he explained, as if such a concept needed further explanation. You seem like you like to be out doing stuff and exploring. I couldn't fault him for his conjecture because he was right if unoriginal, but I couldn't help but laugh just a little at how serious he was. Not only was he comparing women to cats, which unseasonably early, by the way, this was like August, Halloween was months away, but he seemed certain that the woman to cat comparison was an original idea of his. We stopped on top of a large hill that overlooked a canyon. It was a warm summer evening and sweat dribbled down both of our foreheads. What an interesting analogy. I said, you seem correct. <laughs> correct, and that if I were a cat, and if the comparison of women to cats were anything notable, I'd categorize myself more as an outdoor cat with perhaps some hybrid indoor-outdoor tendencies. I'm less domesticated than I'd like to be, but I do like to shower. I'm neat enough, but I like to get dirty. I clean because I need to, despise decorating, and cook only enough to sustain life. I would rather be out in the world than home on my couch, and this propensity to not be home much is why I can live in 250 square feet. My eagerness to bathe and need for a home address is why I have an apartment at all. But I knew all of that before my date told me, and I began to find him irritating. I'm more of an outdoor cat too, he said, but I'm looking to settle down and start a family. I'm 37 and all that's missing from life is a wife and kids. I need a wife who is an indoor cat, if you know what I'm saying. He seemed almost apologetic and I couldn't help but really laugh this time. No worries, I said. I understand. Trust me. He wanted a wife who, who would cook and clean and pop out a few children and make a home homey. He wanted someone who would give him a dose of domesticity while allowing him some freedom to still do what he wanted to do. We walked back to our cars, mine, a little gray Prius, and his, an enormous, enormous old pickup truck. I gave him a goodbye hug, and he said, you're a good hugger. You hug like you mean it. 
I said, thank you, because I did mean to hug him, although I wasn't sure why. That was a long time ago, and I don't know if you ever found an indoor cat wife or if you ever had little cat children. His desire for a certain type of partner may be seen as small-minded or applaudable, depending on who you ask. Preferences within partnerships aren't bad, though, and his preference wasn't anything I'd ever be able to fulfill. I could never be the type of partner some men might want, like the girlfriend who cooks dinner every night or steams the carpet or decorates the bedroom with soy candles and gold-plated picture frames. I could never be the wife who packs her husband lunch or color codes the contents of his dresser. I could never stay home and rear children because, as I've already said, I'm not home much. I am barely adept domestically and that will never be how I show love. Instead, I show my love by listening, by planning trips and holding hands and writing poems and convincing whoever, whomever I'm with that they can do whatever thing it is they dream of doing. Exploring ideas and places and figuring out what it means to be a human on lo- in love on this wild and weary planet. It's okay to have preferences, especially within dating. I think this is obvious, though often condemned. Some people like tall partners or strong partners or partners with nutty personalities. Some men want traditional wives and some men want other men. All of this is valid. And by learning this guy's preference for an indoor cat early, we both saved time and energy. We were both able to depart feeling good for trying and good for letting a bad match go. As the French say, c'est la vie. Uh, and then a few things I linked the guilty feminist podcast. I used to listen to this more and I don't know why I stopped probably cause it stopped being as delightful, I suppose. Um, but it's hosted by a comedian named Deborah Francis white and she's funny. And I like that she's funny. Okay, what else? Uh, Bad Feminist, a book by Roxanne Gay. One of my favorite authors, one of my favorite books of all time. So good. Go read it. It's like, it's not bite-sized, but it's like biteable. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's a good book, packs a punch, but it's like readable. Um, or an article about a woman who felt guilty for her lack of domesticity as well. Oh, no. And then she wrote about it. And publish it on the internet because we can do whatever we want online. <laughs> freedom. Sort of. Half, halfway. Halfway freedom. Elon Musk just bought uh, Twitter. Isn't that kind of crazy? I think it's kind of crazy. I wasn't on Twitter anyway, though, because who the fuck's on Twitter? Like, calm down, everybody. No one even uses that. And if you do, maybe do a deep look inward and, you know, ask yourself why you're on Twitter so much. Why do you care who owns it? Like, if we all just stopped using it, that would be, like, the worst purchase he ever made, right? Anyway, uh, bye, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful day. Love you.